Radio Influence. The future is now. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Black Moses. How's everybody doing this week? Hey, I, you know, I've got some really awesome things that are going on. I always have some pretty cool things going on, but, um, you know, I got some really tight things that are popping off, but that that's for, you know, in the next couple of weeks next couple of weeks, I'll be able to share those things with you. I wanted to just really quick, before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, The feedback that I received from last week's episode really touched my heart. You know, I started talking about myself and my journey and, and where and how and blah, blah, blah. And you never really know. It's a, it's a dice roll. You know, you start talking about things and you hope that you know, people will, it will resonate with people. And, uh, you know, the feedback thus far has been nothing but positive and great. And I really appreciate the love and the support that's there. And, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it warms me. Black Moses, Black Moses appreciates you all. Life in the fast lane, you guys, it's, you know, we're, several episodes in this is episode 10 that you're about to pop into and i just you know i'm i'm happy that you guys are digging it i want to get more active more engaging on the social media tip so if you guys are active on social media please please i want to take the opportunity for a shameless plug of the show if you're following the show, if you're not following the show, but you are on social media, if you're on Twitter, please check us out at L-I-T-F-L official. If you're on Facebook, please follow us at Life in the Fast Lane podcast. If you're on Instagram, hit us up at Life in the Fast Lane official. And what I want to do is if you're following us, if you haven't been following us, following us, but you are now following us, following us. I don't know why I'm having a problem with saying the word following today. But if you are now following us, the show, you can interact with your boy Black Moses. You can ask questions. You can, you know, give props. If you have a critique, please be Please be sensitive on the critique. Black Moses is sensitive. But if you have things that you want to share with the show, if you have a great idea for a, you know, for a show topic, if you think you'd be a great guest on an episode of Life in the Fast Lane, if you're following us on social media, you can reach out. Reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's get a conversation going. Let's not forget social media. You gotta be social. So it's another great way to interact with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Uh, I answer everything. I answer all the the direct messages, uh, any of the po- any of the posts. Appreciate all the love, you guys. So looking to to send it back to you guys. And one of the best ways that I can reciprocate that is if we have a dialogue going. So again, if you're following us, awesome. If you're not following us on social media, now you know. And that's half the battle. On this week's episode of Life in the Fast Lane, I'm going to get back into my conversation that I started last week, the becoming 
of Black Moses. How I got to wherever I am in the motorcycle industry today. You dig? Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, listen. It's 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 something that I've subscribed to from early on. We call it a uh, Black Moses is is that right? Black Moses is <laughs> philosophy. Philosophy of Black Moses. When I'm getting serious, I can I call myself Moses Black. Anybody that's following me on social media will recognize that that uh, off that alter ego. Moses Black. So one of the things that Moses Black uh, believes in strongly is understanding that your network can and very often determines your net worth. Last week, when I talked about traveling around the world and giving uh, props to big brother Jason Britton, you know, one of the things that, you know, that, that crossed my mind in speaking about my time, my tenure as a member of Team No Limit was something that Jason would always say. And it was, well, he used to say a lot. Jason would say a lot of things, but there were, you know, he wasn't necessarily always saying things to inspire or to, that's just, Jason Britton, is just, that's just how he is. The dude speaks, he drops science. All the, he's a, Jason Britton is an habitual science dropper, okay? He drops science just because. Um, I, I don't even think he's aware of it half the time. Uh, but one of the things of the many that Jason would say to me in general was, that you have to surround yourself with the best in order to be the best. So when I say that your net worth is determined by your net worth, I am not necessarily speaking on or speaking of finances. I'm not necessarily talking about money. I'm talking about your net worth as an individual. Okay? And there's a difference. There's a big difference. So many people I've seen in the motorcycle industry, they were so many of them were caught up in the the pot of gold. The pot of gold. The pot of gold that was at the mythological rainbow. They were so fixated on that pot of gold that many of them didn't realize that it's not always about the money. It's not about the money. In the business sense, yeah, your object is to move units, collect coin. But longevity, longevity in this industry It's not always about the pot of gold. It's not even necessarily about the rainbow. It's about the value that you bring to the table as an individual, as a team member, as someone who's going to light the candle, light the fire of someone else's candle. 
Okay, steel sharpens steel. I'm going to say that again. Steel sharpens steel. So as I pick up the story of how Black Moses came to be, whatever it is that I am or am becoming in the motorcycle industry, I like to focus on that for this episode. I like to focus on once I was in the the company, once my network, my network, the people that I was surrounding myself with, the people that I was spending quality time with, in every aspect, social, business, and everything in between, I put myself around people that I could learn from. I did not want to be the smartest person in the room. I did not want to be the dopest person in the room. I wanted to be in a room full of smart people. I wanted to be in a room full of dope people. One year after the Indi- after an Indianapolis GP, MotoGP race, this was at the Red Bull after party. And it was the first time that I was in the same room with the doctor, Valentino Rossi. And I remember Kendi was there, Kendi and Jason, and Kendi asked me, was I going to get his autograph? Was I going to go ask to take a photo with him or get a photograph with him? I'm sorry, get a photograph or his autograph. I don't recall exactly what the vernacular was, but it was something along the lines of, are you going to go and, you know, and he had, of course, it's Rossi. He had a circle of people around him clamoring for his attention. And, you know, I looked at Kendi and I said to her, I said, no, I said, no, I'm not. I said, this isn't the last time that he and I will be in the same room. This isn't the last time that he and I will breathe the same air. Now, this was early on for me, okay? This was, but I remember, I remember the feeling of being in that room. And when I recognized, when I, okay, it's Rossi. Then I looked around, who else was there? So many GP stars, so many uh, people that were a part of our industry. Key, clutch individuals, that are that 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 composed and specifically that weekend there were so many people in that room and i realized that i was there i'm not going to say because of jason but i was there as as part of his team so in that regard yeah okay if, if i i maybe it'd be knowing my personality it'd be hard pressed to say that i would not have found my way into that room but props to big brother jay as always um, so it, being part of Team No Limit afforded me that opportunity to be in that room. And I remember when I said that, to, my retort to Kendi, and Kendi said, are you going to go get his autograph or take a picture with him? And I said, no, because this is not going to be the last time that I'm in the room, in the, the same room as Valentino Rossi. This is not the last time that I'm going to breathe the same air as the doctor. The look on her face to me was it was if it, it was it was it was she was proud. She kind of gave that that big sister nod of approval, but it wasn't like that. Uh, 
patronizing. Uh, good for you. It was kind of like, attaboy, attaboy. I believe, I believe, I believe you. I believe in you. And that, that's in that spirit, I realized that, okay, I am in the game. I'm going to take the opportunity that I'm in and explode. And that's what I did. That's what I did. For the next year or two, I continued as MC, as as host for Team No Limit. And, you know, th- through that, you know, like I said, for those tuning in now, last week I talked about how I launched Sport Bikes Inc. magazine in October of 2010. It's somewhere in the summer of 2011, you know, my time at as a member of Team No Limit came to a close unofficially, you know, and it's happened. If they call me and it, you know, the stars align and I can rock the mic for for Jason, it happens. So but what I found was that my attention was being pulled toward the magazine as the magazine was growing. And that's what it was supposed to do. This wasn't a hobby for me. This was the next step in the evolution of Black Moses. Now I'm a publisher. I'm an editor-in-chief. I have expanded, and I was still growing. But in order for me to be the best that I could be, I had to give the magazine, SBI, all the attention and love that it deserved. I had to adore it. It had to be my mate, my lover, my girlfriend, my best friend. That's what, that was the level of dedication that it deserved. The magazine deserved it. Anything that you do in your life deserves that level of dedication. And that's what defines the difference between what's a hobby, what's a hobby, something you might do here and there, and you're satisfied with that, no shame. But if there's something more, if there's something more in what you're doing, and you want to give it the opportunity that it deserves to be all that it can be and more, then damn it, you got to put a ring on it. You got to put a ring on it. And that's what I did. That's what I did. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. When I began publishing SBI, there were several other publications that existed at the time. And I am not throwing shade. Life in the fast lane is about uplifting and building people up positive vibes, good energy. So I will never throw shade on anyone or anything. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Sometimes a situation may call for a brother to, you know, shot fire. But in this scenario, it doesn't call for it. So I'll just say this. At the time, there were uh, situations where people and organizations were basically saying, oh, it's really cute that Alan has his little magazine that he's doing and he's, he's only going to, you know, good for him. Good for him. 
Okay, that it was kind of like, yeah, it's cute. They didn't see, they didn't have to see what I saw or understand what my plan was. Global domination, global domination. Okay, they were focused on what they were doing, which was great. Now to say several years, several years later, there's maybe only less than a handful of those publications that were around when I started SBI. There's only less than a handful that are left. So people have asked me in recent days, how? How? Started a magazine in 2010. It is now 2019. How am I still here? That's a, that's, that's a, that, that, to answer that question, I'll need several more dedicated episodes, but I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it, I'll, I'll sum it up in this. I talked about putting a ring on it. I talked about staying focused. I talked about network. I've talked about net worth, but there's a certain level of intelligence. And again, I've, I've said, I'm not necessarily always the smartest person in the room. I like to be around smart people. But there is a certain level of intelligence that comes along with being a business person. When you're in the business of motorcycles, you have to understand that motorcycles are the business. A good friend of mine, Mike Ego, Mike Ego, great last name, always thought Mike had a great last name. Mike told me when I had everything but the bike, the shop, Mike was my parts unlimited rep, dealer rep. Mike would say to me, as long as you ride, you're going to be just fine. I asked him once, what did he mean by that? I assume that I'm in the motorcycle business. My business is motorcycles. I ride, of course, that's what people do. He informed me but that not everyone who's in the business of motorcycles rides motorcycles. Okay. He said it to me again. His point was, I was to continue. Let me, let me back that up. My job was to treat each day like it was my first. Stay hungry. Keep riding. Always ride. Do it for the ride. Do it for the freedom to ride. That's what the passion was. That was the definition of, of, for me, my passion. Why am I doing this? Because I love to ride motorcycles, because I love motorcycles. So when Mike told me, Alan, ride. As long as you ride, you're going to be fine. And I let that sink in. So while the business of motorcycles and motorcycles, the business, is where is my career as a publisher, as a as a brand ambassador, as a host, as a personality, as Black Moses, the core foundation of why I do what I do is because I just want to go for a ride. I just want to ride my bike, and I, that's probably if 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 I could tell you anything, if I could leave you with something. Not that I'm going anywhere, I just got here. But if I were to leave you with anything, is that I love riding my motorcycle. 
My bike. Bikes. Plural. But that's why I do what I do. It's not really, it, there's, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Okay? What I did was I found something that I adored. Rather, it found me. Motorcycles found me. And I don't want to get philosophical. That's a whole nother episode. But the re, I could, there's truth in the statement that motorcycles saved my life. Motorcycles gave me focus. I don't know where I would be if it weren't for motorcycles. I would probably still be working at that bank. I don't even, that, that's probably high hopes. Motorcycles, the love of, the ride, everything that motorcycles offer, freedom, independence. That's why I do what I do. Quick sidebar. As a child, and into my teens, I used to read comic books. Can't front, still do every now and again when the time allows. Batman, Wolverine, the X-Men in general. Uh, I always thought, I was more of a Marvel kid. Like I said, Batman was pretty much the only DC dude that I gave props to. But what attracted me beyond the creative storylines and the artwork, it was the costumes. So as a kid, you know how weird it would be if you're a child and you actually, well, for me at the time, walking around in leather suits, boots, and gloves just because as a child, okay? But that's what I wanted to do. I, I, it was like I had to find a way. I had to find a way. How can I don a uniform? I won't call it a costume. Let's call it a uniform. Call it what it is. Strategic, tactical, protective. Hmm. Next time you look at any motorcyclist properly geared up, head to toe, if you don't acknowledge the fact that when we get geared up, that we don't look like superheroes, you're a damn lie. We all look like superheroes. We're properly geared up, head to toe. We look like superheroes. So as an adult, 44 years of age, I'll put on my, my, my leather jacket, my riding pants, my boots, my gloves, my helmet, throw a leg over my bike, go for a ride. You can't tell me I don't look like a superhero. Black Moses is a superhero. Damn it, I said it. And you can be too, <laughs> okay? Listen, <laughs> you can be one too. Just recognize, okay? But again, that's part of the fun and, and the passion of why I do what I do. But why I do what I do, why I do what I do, it's given me, it's given me vision. The big picture, I talked about that last week. I talked about the big picture. Before I go any further, I do, I, I think it's important for, for, for you, for you who are listening, and maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're trying to figure out your next move. How do you get from, you've already made it from point A to point B, but now how do you get past point B? Are you trying to get to C? Do you have to go to C? Can you go straight to, can you go to F? Can you go to W? Do you have to follow what society says 
is the program. Do you have to go from A, B, C, D, and so on? You don't. Find your own path. Go for a ride on it. That's what I did. There is no textbook here. I found my niche. I made a decision. And I went to work. Anybody can do what I have done. Anybody can. And I'm aware of it. And I want others to be aware of it. You have to make your own opportunities in this universe. There is so much truth in that statement. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. In my journeys, I've met so many people who have said that they're waiting for the right opportunity. That opportunity has probably been in front of your face so many times, and maybe you didn't recognize it. Or maybe you did recognize it, but you just felt as though it wasn't the right, it wasn't, you weren't ready. I wasn't ready. I'm calling BS. I'm going to call BS on that. I'm going to call BS on when, when I hear people say, oh, there's no opportunities or I just need a chance. Make your own chance. Make your own opportunity. Make it. Nobody, nobody is going to come and put it in your hands and say, here you go. You have to put in the work. You have to. I've said several times, I've you know given shots out to Kevin Hart, the comedian. He's often said, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to put in the work. Facts. Facts. Big facts. You have to put in the work. You have to create opportunities. You have to make a way when there is no way. And do whatever it takes. And if, in, if you're in the process of the journey and you hit a wall, I've hit so many walls. Do you have any idea how many? There's a lot of political jokes I can make right now, but I'm going to stay focused. Do you have any idea how many walls I have been confronted with in my life, in my career? What people often fail to realize about walls is that you can climb over them or you can dig underneath them. If the wall is too high or the ground is too tough and you can't dig, I don't know. I got big shoulders. I'm going to run right through it. Walls were meant to be knocked down if they're standing in the way of what you are trying to accomplish. And I'm not preaching. I, I apologize. Not, no, it's scratched it. I don't apologize, but I'm not preaching. What I'm saying is that my passion for motorcycles, my love for motorcycles is so tremendous. It's massive because motorcycles have given me passion, vision, focus, drive, determination, conviction. The same way like I spoke last week of Mr. Faraci, Araldo Faraci, his conviction what he believed in. He came to this country with minimum resources, minimal resources, if any at all. But he believed. He believed in himself and his ability. The man built an empire and he's still at it. I think Araldo Faraci is going to outlive all of us. That's what I <laughs> I believe that he's got some performance, uh, high compression pistons going right now. That man is going to outlive all of us. And he's happy. He's happy. When I talk to Jason, Jason 
you know, life happens, but Jason's happy. Jason makes his own opportunities to this day. Works every day, gets up, goes to work. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you cannot do what you want to do. Do it. It's important for me to tell you these things. It's important. From the beginning of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine, my focus and drive was to bring the world of motorcycling together to be a bridge. So a few years in, I think it was maybe 2012, maybe 2013, I get a call from Kawasaki and they were launching the return of the 636, the Kawasaki Ninja 636. They were doing this launch, this media launch in Times Square, New York. They needed someone to run the run his mouth. Hello? I stepped up. Kawasaki hired me to host the Times Square takeover, the Ninja Times Square takeover. A day full of stunt shows, music, special guest. You talk basically Kawasaki part Times Square just set up shop, shut it down, and put on an amazing event. My job was to host that party. Team No Limit performed. Ricky Datsun was there. So many people. And I don't want to leave notable people out. But this particular weekend in New York, while the day before, the evening before, what they did was Kawasaki did the media launch, private media launch, the night before. Would have been a Thursday evening. Okay, now obviously, myself being, you know, wearing multiple hats, publisher, editor in chief, I'm a member of the press, I'm also hosting the actual event the next day, which would be Friday. So, Thursday evening, I'm at the official East Coast press launch, media introduction of the 636. We leave, and I say we, I'm in the company of several people, uh, other journalists, and it's time to go to the, we meet the bike, bike looks amazing, it's great. Kawasaki always throws dope media launches, shout out. My boy Chris Brawl, I holler, my guy. Um, we leave the venue where the launch was and we're now heading to dinner and we're walking. I'm walking next to Tom Sykes. This, anyone who knows the relationship between Tom Sykes and myself, know Tom is, I call him my brother from another, he's, he's you know, that dude, uh, truth be told, I do call him Buttercup. It's a long joke, long story right there, funny joke, but <laughs> he calls me big man. Tom and I met in New York at that launch at the Ninja Times Square takeover. That was the largest, largest at that point, largest stage that I had ever performed on, 
largest event that I've ever been a part of at that point. My network after that event exploded. My network exploded. It was crazy. It was crazy. More people started reading SBI. More people started acknowledging me, recognizing me from the event. Say, oh, no, that's Alan Lane. He owns Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. Oh, he works with Jason Britton. He's been on TV. He owns Clutch Control. He hosts events. He's the real deal. I recognized that I was being recognized. And I said to myself, stay hungry. Stay hungry and stay focused. So I did. I kept going. Stayed strong with the magazine. We kept growing. Readership up. Exposure up. Engagement up. I then began receiving more calls, more bookings. More people wanted to work with me. It was an, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I'm thinking back right now, and I remember at the time, it was crazy. I kept clutch control going. I kept all the things, except for the shop. I sold the shop to keep it moving. All the things that got me to that point, I kept doing. I was still riding. And that, that in itself is, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on then. There's a lot of stuff going on now. But I realized that all the stuff that's going on now is a result of all the stuff that was going on then. I don't get everything right. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I have messed up royally. Multiple times, Jason has had to big brother me. And when I say big candy has had to big sister me, you know, there's a hand, there's a handful of people allowed to check me besides my wife and my mom in this world. Jason, Kendi, Ricky Gadsden, Tyson Beckford. That's pretty much it. I'll probably get some text after this, but yo, man, you know I can. But for the most part, those people primarily, if I get a call from any of those people that I just mentioned, I'm picking up and I'm listening. Those are the people that will say, you know you done messed up. We need to talk. And I need that. No person is an island. I need to know where I can be better. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I have, I do, and I'll make more mistakes. That's the journey. That's part, that's the ride. That's the ride. Black Moses is not perfect, but I'm working on it. And I'm cool with never being perfect, but I do enjoy working on it. I enjoy trying to be the best person that I can be, the effort. I enjoy the process of trying to correct my errors. I try not to make them, but when I do, I try to correct them. There's so many things that, there's so many, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. My worst day in the motorcycle industry, hands down, beats my best day in anything else that I was doing before motorcycles. Hands down. I don't want to do anything else if it's not related to motorcycles. I just don't. So I continue to do things and work at things that keep me involved with the industry. 
so I can ride my motorcycle, which is ultimately all that I want to do. That's my net worth, not financial riches, but universal riches. The freedom is part. It's my job. I got to. I have to go ride my motorcycle. That's part of my job. Not sorry at all. But I made a choice. I made a choice. I chose. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying here. Is that if you're listening to Life in the Fast Lane. And I started off last week with, you know, people who have said to me that I'm a role model or I've the request to be a mentor. You know, it's, I appreciate it, but I'm not any of those things. I just don't think I qualify. But I do, I've learned things from my time on this planet. And it is part of my job as a human being to share those things with others. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, what the hell is this dude talking about? Stay on the ride with me, with us. There's so much more, so much more. If you're stuck in a rut and you're trying to get, you've made it from point A to B, and you're trying to figure out what your next move should be. Don't get so caught up on making that move to C. Don't be so systematic. Make a decision on what you want to do, then do it. Figure it out. It's not rocket science. Malcolm X famously said, by any means necessary, I take that to heart. Focus, develop, execute your plan to get from point A to whatever letter you choose to get to next. Be a strategic dice roller. Actually, let me back that up. Maybe not. That works for me. Being a strategic dice roller works for me. If there's a 70% chance that I'm going to win, I'll roll the dice and do it. Because I'm looking at the sketched out big picture. I can deal with 30%. But to me, those are good odds. I can deal with that. 70% chance that I will win. That I'm in the right situation. I'm good with that. You have to figure that out. You have to be a risk taker. Several years later, fast forward. I'm at, I'm in Austin for MotoGP, the Red Bull after party. I'm there with uh, my good friends, the Kilmores, Chris and Tenny. You know, it's their good friends with Valentino Rossi. And of course, throughout the years at MotoGP events, Rossi and I have obviously been in the same rooms and talked to each other and we've, you know, we've breathed the same air. But this one time, we were sitting there, and it was a very chill situation. It was an after party, and after parties are what they are. We've talked about them before on the podcast. But it was, uh, it was a, it was a recognition, a self recognition that I was in the room with the people that I was in the room with, and I looked around, and I smiled, and I thought about my big sister Kendi. I think I sent her a text at some point in the following days just to say how much I appreciate her and Jason. But I was right. And I did not want that first time that I was in the room with him 
to be the thing that stood out when I was in the room with him again. Oh, you're the guy who asked me for a picture. You're the guy. Well, I'm not going to say it with his accent, but oh, you know, you're the guy who asked me for a picture. You're the guy who asked me for the autograph. No, I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm a colleague. We work together. That's how I look at it. He gets paid a lot more money than I do, of course, but I'm in the same industry as he is. Think about that. I'm in the same industry. No, wait a minute. I'm going to get texts and emails for this, but I'm going to say it. Valentino Rossi is in the same industry as Black Moses. How about that? Listen, I have, I go on and on and on. Uh, like I said, I'm in the middle of the journey. I don't even know. I, I, just tell you, I don't know if I'm in the middle. I'm just on the journey and I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. There's so many more stories I could tell you and and we will. We will. Please just keep keep listening to the podcast. Tell a friend. If if you if you liked what you heard, if, if you found what my if my words were inspirational to you, if they helped you, if they somehow if you if you take something away from what I've said, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. I'm not a mentor. I'm definitely not a role model. But if I can help anyone at any time, if I can, I will. And I've got a lot of experience, a lot of experience. If you see me out in the streets, if you see me at the track, if you see me in the paddock, if you see me anywhere, holla. And I will holla black. You dig? Black Moses loves and appreciates you all. Well, that's our episode for this week. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening to me ramble on about the becoming of Black Moses. Uh, there's so much more uh, information about myself and, 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 you know, the things that I've experienced in my journey in the motorcycle industry coming in future episodes. So please, please hit that like, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button, and make sure that you're following us, following the show on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L official on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane podcast and on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane official. We'll be back here next week with an all new episode, an awesome guest and more new. You dig? I'm gone. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Duffified Live. My guest this week is Raleigh Sadler. Raleigh Sadler works with a group. Are you ready for this? Called Let My People Go. This is a church collaborative that works against human trafficking. This show is a little bit heavier. It's a little bit deeper than our normals. But I'm going to tell you what, it raised my eyes. It made my eyebrows go up. It made me have flashbacks of situations that I've seen in the past that I probably should have brought to somebody's attention. Okay. Little did I know that human trafficking is a $150 billion industry. And Raleigh Sadler's here to tell us all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffified Live, Raleigh Sadler. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.